0: Huh? <gasps>
1: off the rails. Dude, it's, this has been rough. It's been a rough morning for me playing. Really? You ever have those days where you're like, you just, I don't feel like uh, my, my voice is in the instrument today. You yet. know
2: what? The weather. You we need to is? do an episode sometimes about the weather and how it affects us as pianists because we think we're off the hook, that we're not trumpeters.
1: I'm definitely going to
2: be. Or trombonist.
1: I'm definitely going to be blaming the weather from here on out.
2: No, I mean, I can feel it. Like, it takes me a while. To, yeah. No, I mean. You know, it, it's, yeah, blaming we can, but it's, it's the adjustments that we need to make Yeah, because yeah, yeah. sometimes they aren't as uh, may, maybe crucial physically for us as pianists, but they are important. And so I think even more so just kind of getting ready and acknowledging and, you know, as we know from our meditative practices, it's like, oh, it's colder, it's drier. You're very hands, gracious here, Peter. I really, I appreciate feels. you giving no, no, me no. a trap door out of this. Not myself you. included. No, I mean, I feel it. You right. know what I mean? And that's the fun of like working towards being, I think when people talk about, are you a pro or you're an amateur? I always chafe and Brussels sprouts. You Brussels. Shout out Brussels, you Brussels. As always, shout out Belgium. Um, at that, because it's a continuum, right? It's not like a, you're, you're you're crossing over a threshold into being a pro. But if there's one part that I do think separates the pros from the amateur. From the cons. From pros and the cons, right. Um, is like your approach to things like the, these kinds of potential adversities that everybody has, like how does the weather affect your hands? How does cold, whatever, is how do we kind of get ready for that mentally and say we're going to deliver no matter what? Yeah, you know, because that I is I mean, it's going to happen no matter what. Is, exactly. Yeah. That's as much as a mental as a physical challenge. And I think when you see people doing you know athletic of things that you're like, oh my god, I could never imagine doing that. A lot of times they're just the same people. Yeah, as us, obviously they're in better shape, maybe more talented, but eh, they've are they though? <laughs> they've made that mindset shift to like. I'm gonna do this no matter what the weather is. And so at least we're doing this indoors, but it is something for us to think about for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of takes there, just a couple. One that I had to run out of the room from. because
1: that, that was cool. Was, that was kind of, yeah, it was cool, but it was something. Um, but today we're talking about, I think something that can actually be very helpful in these kind of situations. We're talking about adding this to your playing today. Outer space, right? We're talking about adding some space to your playing. Oh, I thought you said outer space. Outer space. My outer space. That's a nice outer space, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. No, so this is something that we've been doing over in Open Studio Pro on Feedback Fridays where, you know, uh, if you're if a member of. If someone wanted Studio to become a
2: part of Open Studio Pro, what would they do? Do they need to donate to the Adam Manis Charitable Trust Foundation? No, they don't need to do that. <laughs> what do All they, they need to
1: do is click the link here in the description of this video and you can uh, get on the waiting list for Open Studio Pro. You know, enrollment is closed most of the time. We only open it up now just every so you're saying of, we have a closed
2: door policy over at
1: open studio we have pro. a we have <laughs> except a, for members we have an open door policy we have <laughs> a small engaged community <laughs> and so yeah we do want to just keep it small and engaged but right. our open studio pro members they have been playing over on feedback friday which is a class we do every friday feedback Friday is fun we, i mean we have classes every day but this is a specific class where you can play for the group you can play for me get some coaching directly of what you might practice and i'll tell you what we've got a lot of good players over there people that can really play And one of the things that is my go-to when people are feeling stuck, or I I can just hear it in their playing, you've got a lot of language, you can get around on changes, but it's just, you're not connecting. There's usually what's happening is is overplaying, is there's Mm. a lot of run-on sentences, there's not very clear ideas between your phrases. And so I thought today, Peter, we could talk about one thing that you can add to your playing today that actually is gonna make you sound like 20% better. Just by applying some Minimum. principles here. What's that? Minimum. Minimum. No, you. this will make you sound yeah. a lot better with what you have already. Like you don't need to go learn a bunch of new language or new chords or new licks or whatever. With what you have, if you apply this principle, you will sound a lot better. And it's a very simple principle in theory, but it's so hard to do in the moment. And that's it. to add space to your playing. And actually, we have examples here from three great masters where you can see that they are playing probably more space between their phrases than you are as Absolutely. a beginner or intermediate. So what happens is, you know, as a beginner or intermediate, you're often playing like. Like when you learn these sort of like bebop language kind yep. of stuff or even whatever. Or maybe bebop you, maybe you learn like pentatonic language. right you can you can there's a point where you get good enough that you can just keep going forever yeah and then some people just do <laughs> um but when you hear great masters like the people we're going to listen to today you see that it's a lot more short phrases with space in
2: between and we're going to talk about ways we can practice that absolutely so this is going to be um i think kind of a addition by subtraction type of situation right you're talking about adding space adding space and practicing space yes and oftentimes that will mean the reality for a lot of people will mean taking putting space in the place of where you normally would be either continuing a phrase or starting your phrase right away, because there's so many different ways to add space, which is what makes it such an exciting and useful concept, but also technique to use. Cause it's not just about like, okay, make your space longer for some people. It's literally adding any kind
1: of space, any kind of space would be nice, but we have, so let's watch the exam, the three examples from these three masters of space and what that looks like. Yeah. And then at the end, I'm going to give you a very like, sure uh foolproof exercise okay to practice putting space between your phrases for me or
2: for them or for all of us for all of us good for, okay for i've got three all. queued up and i'm gonna let you choose which i'm gonna just lay it out there for the three we got keith jarrett ever heard of him I
0: let me have, go full screen we're going full screen
2: peter can you go full screen on this please we're going full screen l full screen oh that would be f okay so we've got keith jarrett we've got Polonius monk we go, let's go Keith Jarrett because I've got it pulled up here. Yeah, yeah. This is a little thing if I should lose you. We're hoping this does not get the channel taken down. We're never sure with Mr. Jarrett. But we hope. So he's coming out of the melody here. Classic trio, right? Yes. Uh, Gary Peacock and Jack, Jack Dejanette. Dejanette. Jack Dejanette.
0: Huh?
1: Now listen to the length of phrases. And Keith is, he's not going to, there's not going to be like total silence between but no. he will be holding a lot of notes. Yes. And he's going to be playing especially in the beginning here and he'll start to elongate the phrases. But even throughout the whole solo, I don't know the solo, but I'm going to I'm going to guess uh, yeah. there's going to be a lot of moments where there's short phrases almost like a machine gun right after one another. Right. So it seems like oh he's playing a lot and he is playing a lot but each phrase has a has a, a punctuation
2: to it right and a relationship to the next that's part right. of the phrase. and so this is where like a lot of intermediate players can go from good to great absolutely and like like you said a lot of times he's holding the notes but that is does give the separation and it also sets up a pattern because when he doesn't hold the notes in between it's very different i'm just going to back it up a little bit coming out of the melody Lift. You can hear all big of lift. Yeah. flooring a little bit. But that silence makes. Yeah. What he plays even more powerful. And I just want to back it up too. Like as he's coming into that that second A, I love when he, he'll leave the space that feels like it's going to be right up until the next A section. These so are like eight bar harmonic phrases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he'll kind of come in with the phrase a little bit earlier. But there's, but because he laid out that separation, that space before it, it works, right? Almost like a yes. pickup, and then Jack like there. Listen to the ends, and you can kind of feel him in the trio listening too. You
1: can, you and know. You, I mean, this is what I'm saying is, is there is a musician who's at a certain level, and you never hear them play with this much space mm. because they can now play continuously, yeah. And it takes some work to get back to this, right? Absolutely. Sure. Doesn't hurt him what he's playing
2: So, by far, that was the longest phrase he's played. And even in the middle of it, he's still holding a note for yes. four beats. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a progression with little mini, mini. Fragments and riffs within that, but it's like you're already at the place in the form in the solo where it feels like almost anticipatory of where things are going. Yeah, still exploratory yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. That's
1: why it's so important
2: to transcribe people, or at
1: least like l- sing along to yep. albums. Because I remember when I the first transcription of Pete, Keith Jarrett I did, I realized <coughs> like he's playing short little phrases, and they're they're happening faster than I would play next to each other. So mm-hmm. he does have big moments of space, but these short little phrases, one after the other. You actually do very some, something very similar, Peter. You mm. you do short phrases one after the other, mm. actually you can kind of track this with all the greatest players. I never knew Keith was stealing from me, but thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah.
2: Boop, Scooby it up, pull Oh man. And then, like, you know, so let's just talk a little bit about left hand because the way Keith Jarrett, I mean, everybody deals with this differently, but there's so much clarity. Like, that first whole half, of course, I don't even think, I mean, it looked like he was playing, but if you listen, he wasn't actually playing anything with the left hand. Yeah, yeah. So even now, as he's putting it, like, he's being very judicious in terms of, like, how much he, you know, kind of jumps into that space with, like, knowing that, When you comp with the left hand, you're still... You're not getting in the way, but you're saying something about the spacing, especially because of what he set up so far where he wasn't comping in between. So it becomes a great little dramatic thing, but also, like, the possibility of, like, do you disrupt this? Like, what does it do to the flow? Not disrupt in a bad way, but, like, now it becomes a thing of, like, is it with the snare drum? Is it between the phrases? Is it along with the... phrase? So many great possibilities, you know? Like, you can almost... Like he's making a decision to not play with the left based upon what's happening in the trio. Just a little bit.
1: So it's so clear here with Keith with Keith playing. Let's let's go on to our next master pianist so that we can hear more examples of how you might apply some space to your phrases. This is Herbie Hancock. Ever heard of him? Ever heard of him? (laughs) Do we have anything new to do? Now, Peter, this is something you've been talking about uh, the last couple months is Herbie's solo on all of you from the, was it Miles Davis' My Funny Valentine album? Yes. This
2: is My Funny Valentine, um, Herbie Hancock.
1: And this is coming right out of George Coleman's solo. And this is our our transcription from Max Camise, so we can actually see here. Yeah.
2: Okay, so... This is cool when you when you see things. It's really the same things that you're hearing, but it does, I think, put things into perspective, especially with this discussion of space and what are you doing before and after the space. So obviously we've got like this part here, boom, boom, boom. There's space coming out, not a lot though, coming out of the, the uh, saxophone solo. But check it out. Uh, can I do this here? Like, look at the length of this phrase and just what he's kind of playing. So like baby da space da bump bump. Like he's yeah, yeah. setting up the thing. And this is very much like big space. But this, this is a little bit of a different kind of space. I, I know this is not traditionally what we talk about space in terms of rest, but this is kind of spaces things by pulling apart yeah. the rhythm a little bit, the, yeah, yeah. the melodic rhythm. It's a four four over three situation here, right? Yeah. And then that kind of sets things up. And then, you know, talking about the left hand, so Herbie's doing a little bit more than Keith was doing there, but the way he's playing that he's honoring, like, the, the melodic space, right? And kind of complementing it. Well, and then in the
1: right hand there on that F minor 7, yeah. you know, it doesn't look like there's any space, but the way he's playing that, yes. holding that note out, it decays so rapidly that it is space, but there's Absolutely. not, like, continuous eighth notes. Right. Yeah,
2: because yeah, that that's really the end of this phrase, that's right? right. Yeah, this yeah.
1: long... Yeah, the, the... is almost a response to that yeah.
2: phrase. Yeah, yeah. And then, okay, let's just listen to it. No, you should sing the whole thing. And then this is, like, this is kind of using almost, like, some sort of more like meta um, syncopation within where the breaks are. bip bo do it up break bip bo up break break. Keep
1: playing, Peter. We're, we're, we're leaving too much space here on our
2: playback. Get up there. Yeah, and look at that. Well, I mean, I was going to say, you can learn everything you need to know about space in the first. So here he's like, bip bo do up left hand. So check it out. There's He's jumping in with the left hand very purposefully in between each of the little... Little wrists in the right,
0: right? real light. Yeah. Notice that all of
2: the left. But then hands. here, nothing left So it's like when you sometimes when you get in the space and then you get out of it, that explains the space even better, right? For sure. And makes it makes it like because sometimes people be like, man, I learned the notes. How come my stuff doesn't have purpose on a bigger level? It's like you got to pay attention to these details. You don't have to do it just like Herbie or just like Keith, although you wouldn't be doing a bad thing. You know, is that something you'd be interested in? Uh, but good the thing. idea is that you start to see these different possibilities. And so how we talk about addition by subtraction, that's a perfect example. Look at this here. These two beats here, buddy. Let's yeah. play these over. What do you notice? Just Ron and Tony. <laughs> no Herbie. Because he's leaving space, right? This is a lot of space. It looks tons of space. But it feels spacey dynamically there's and then look this is huge space and then that comes in with the first like overtly blues phrase so it's like it's so purpose driven I love it and and what it does is it opens up the possibilities of what you can do it's not like you have to do blues it's like what do you hear there you've just left some you've put some you know it's like having a conversation with someone if you shut the hell up and listen to what they say and then they get tired of talking it's actually going to be nice to hear your voice at a certain point Adam, you should try that in the podcast sometime. I'll try. I'll give it a <laughs> shot. I'll, I know I'm I'm kind of a blabbermouth. <laughs> and there's nothing like using space when you're developing an idea to make it even better. So good. Yeah. Oh no, keep talking, please. I don't. I don't mean to get in your head, there, buddy. Oh no, I feel <laughs> self-conscious. about it. Can we check out some uh,
1: some of the next artists,
2: and then we'll talk about Sir, ways we can Sir practice? Cancel. Okay, let's go on to Monk. <laughs> No, it, it's. I mean, this is the thing. We could have. We, we literally could have just. We did sort
1: of randomly pick. We, these you can creatures. randomly pick any of your favorite artists, and they probably are leaving more space than you are. It's a part of art.
2: Yeah. It's just like it's a part of nature. It's a part. I mean, there's nothing that's. And it's not to say that there aren't times when things are busy. Yeah, and, and, any and artists art. that are
1: busy, and that's their thing. But in general, but uh, if if everything's busy all the time, then nothing's busy. That's right. right? Play the space is sort of the, the. Space is the place. Space is the place. Coming out of Charlie Riles, a master. No, Monk's leaving so much space, stood up.
2: <laughs> That's a good way to leave space. In- <sighs> Blue box.
1: Punctuation to it, the, the the silence in between where you get to just enjoy the rhythm section. Yep. makes what Monk plays more, more powerful. Yeah, more with you. You know, it sticks Absolutely. with you. It's more memorable. And
2: I think it's like you get you even get power of things that were played, you know, previously, right? So the phrases like like those great phrases, you know, and then when you have the space, you get a time time to enjoy. It's like yes, you're in the moment, but that's still floating out there as the last notes that were played and then the, you know, bass player, drummer, are like complementing that, which may just be like swinging right along or a little bit of a, a tag or something. Um, it, it's like, it's so commensurate with the amount of space needed to absorb what just happened and what's about to happen, you, you know, see. and there's no formula for it. But when you hear it done like this, you start to think maybe there is a formula for it because it seems so mathematically perfect as to what that space, like once you start to analyze it, you're like, oh, yeah, he's got to come in right then. And then there he is. He comes in. There's actually a lot of good choices, though. Yeah. And they're his choices. And they're good. Because a lot of what's happening here, this is the first, he hasn't played any comping or any chords at all in the solo. So now he's playing two notes, the first chord. So that becomes its thing and, and clutters up in, I think, a good way, in my opinion. But like, does clutter up the space a little because now you're getting some vertical um, collision as, as as everything has been single line. So he's kind of highlighting that and then using the space on either you, you're getting kind of low over there, buddy. Oh, no, I'm I am i I'm getting prepared to play,
1: man. Oh, I want gotcha. to give some examples
0: here yeah. of how we can work of <laughs>
1: the idea, folks. These great players are using these their phrases are 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 separated by varying lengths of space. Yeah.
2: So how do we practice that? <laughs> I like that you're very purpose driven. Um so well, I think that your the idea, I've heard you say, I'd love for you to talk about it. There's, there's a bunch of ways to practice it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'll just say the first thing, and then you should jump on this, um, is this is a fun thing to practice because it's so simple. Like, yeah. the biggest part of it is thinking about it before you practice. That's right. So, like, slow down for a second and say, okay, the theme for everything that I'm going to practice today is addition of by subtraction of space. Yeah. So, the idea being like, don't wait until you're playing, you know, blue monk at the end of your thing trying to imitate the Thelonious Monk, in your scales, leave some space. Like, you're literally leaving space in everything that you do so that it starts to become a habit, so that your ears start to acclimate You have around. to hear yourself doing this. You have to hear yourself. You have to get comfortable with the silence. You know yeah. what I mean? So, the first way we can practice this, Peter, is just on... Let's do a B-flat blues.
1: Okay. And um, I will... I will practice the space if you can accompany me. Yes, and sir. You can do this on your own as well, but it's you know we've got two people here, so let's practice it. So the first way you can do this is literally two bars on, two bars off. Okay. Right. So you're talking about
2: melodically what you'd be playing.
1: Melodically what you so your, I'm your just going to play. So of, of course a, a B flat blues is 12 bars. So I'm going to play. I'm going to fill the first two bars of every four bar phrase and then leave space the last two bars. And this is just an exercise so you can hear yourself doing it. This is the simplest way to do it and then we'll go to, I think the most effective way right after this. Ready, one, two, one, two, three. uh. To yeah. put your to put handcuffs on yourself and not be able, allowed to play in those bars. And you start it's like a framework to practice. It's to a provide. framework, but it's good to hear yourself doing it. So that is something that's so easy to do because you could literally be like, I'm just gonna do two bars on and two bars off. And you notice I'm not exact with that. It's not I'm playing over the bar and I'm starting before, and that's all fine. You don't have to be super super strict with it. It's more about the intent behind it. Now, the most effective way that I've found to give people to do this is what you might call the negative space game. So we'll do a similar B flat blues. And now the rule is whatever phrase I play, whatever however long that is, I'm gonna sing that back in my head, at least rhythmically. And I'm gonna make the space between the phrases as long as the phrase that I just played. Mm. So if I play ba ba dot, da dot da da go da ba 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 da 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 uh uh uh, mm. uh, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, wh- however long my played phrase is, my silent phrase has to be as long. Okay. Yeah. So, but they can be any length, even from the beginning in yeah. terms of the phrase. It can be it. long. They can be short. But Got if you it. play a long phrase, you have to put in a, a, a period of silence that's about equally as long. Yeah. You to try it? Yep. One, two, one, two, three, and... <laughs> Game. If you try, you want to give it a shot. Yeah. Give it a go. One, two, one, two, three, and. Here I'm singing it. Here I'm singing it. tough right yeah. but that kind of restrictive practice just hearing yourself do that uh it it reminds us and it puts in our mind's ear what it sounds like yeah. to have some space when we play phrases and then you can just practice playing space so considering space part of our our musical statement right and what what might that sound like so this is an artistic choice now this could be like i'm going to leave a long miles davisy right length Period of space Watch as a choice, anyway. you know.
2: Well, one thing I just want to note about that that I noticed that I think would be helpful for folks as you're doing that the exercise we just did, the negative space uh, cancellation exercise. Yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed what you did. I think this is important. If you play a phrase that say like a three beat kind of phrase, so if it's like one, two, three, four, beep, beep, <laughs> so that's be do bop. The tendency would be ba doo da. To which be is on the fine. Same beat. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing what wrong I noticed with that. you did. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're practicing this and you're like, ah, oh, I got it, always be thinking of little ways to kind of go next level to challenge yourself. And I noticed what you did was on a three note phrase, you were like, be, do, do, ski, dee, da. Yeah. But so like you started right on the next beat. So that's a good way to get out of that cookie cutter. Like every, because sometimes we'll be like, okay, I'm not going to do a, a two bar phrase like the first example. I'm not going to just do a two bar phrase. But then sometimes people keep doing a two-bar phrase. They just play for six beats and then wait out the next. Like, they start to segment everything in how the bars look on the page. And I think that if you listen to great improvisers, they rarely do that because they rarely practice like That's that. Right. You know what That's I mean? Right. So it's just something to be aware of. Let's That's go right. out on... Let's go back to uh, No Greater Love.
0: Is that That's, today we did that? Yeah. yeah. I think so. <laughs>
1: let's go out on that and let's practice. This is another great way to practice space. Imagine that you're
2: giving a speech.
1: Imagine... You know, some of your favorite speakers,
2: Martin Luther King I was taught when public I'm public speaker. I was taught when I was giving a speech to imagine the entire audience in underwear. Is that what we're doing? You could do that, <laughs> and that might help your playing. But for,
1: for adding space, imagine that you're giving a monologue or a speech, that you're, you know, a public speaker or an actor, and you you are you are speaking for a very long time just you. And you're not gonna be speaking like this just without taking a breath without taking a pause for effect and for just physical reasons because we do have to breathe when You'd you be speak dead. right so as pianists we get into the typewriter mode and and that's a killer Bobby typewriter a way to think about this is as a monologue and like you're giving a speech and you're using that you know as you would see a great speaker pause for effect you can do that as you play so nice. let's, let's practice that cool i'll go first and then uh you got it okay changes to no greater noise. i'll give you a baseline yeah one. one, oh yeah one, two, one, two, three. Oh. <laughs>